Um, my name's Marina O'Connell and I am um, a fruit grower and I'm a transition trainer and a permaculture trainer and I've designed a course called Resilient Food Systems for the Transition Training Pool. And uh, the first time it's going to be running is going to be this September? September the 13th and 14th, that's a Friday and a Saturday and we're running it on a Friday and a Saturday we're, we're holding it on a farm called Organic Lee in um, Walthamstow in London. And so that we can actually see the growing in action and the selling in action on the Saturday. And so what, where, where did the idea of the course come from? What's its um, genesis, as it were? Well, I've been a transition trainer for um, three years, I think, uh, teaching launch. And because I'm so immersed in uh, food production myself as a, uh, as a grower and, and selling in London on a farm's market, and being in a transition group myself emerged to me I think that that people wanted to learn also about this you know how to set up food systems there was a lot of interest in a lot of people in lunchtime to ask me about food and how to set up food systems there's a huge amount of really exciting um, uh, farms and and selling ideas that I think are really quite radical springing up all over the place so it seemed a really interesting way to showcase those at the same time as offering the people opportunity to think about how they could start their own systems up. And so, so when people come uh, on the course in September, what will you cover? Um, in the morning, on the first day, um, we're, we're going to focus on food production and growing systems. So we're going to, in the morning, really try and analyse what the issues are that's facing food production in the next 20 to 30 years. And then we're actually going to go and look at a farm and we're going to hopefully run the course on lots of different kinds of farms. So we're starting off on an urban urban farm, 12 acres of organic permaculture growing in London, which is extraordinary. We're also going to run courses on, on larger rural farms, arable farms and livestock farms. Um, and then in the afternoon, uh, we are going to, um, we're actually going to create a, a map on the floor of a farm, uh, a new resilient farm and the characteristics that it might have, bearing in mind the issues that we know that are facing food production in the next 20 or 30 years. So uh, the whole group is going to, to work on that and we'll hopefully come up with a set of characteristics that these farms have so that they can cope with the problems that are heading our way. The second day we're going to focus on economics and money and how the food is sold because uh, because the infrastructure for selling food is very broken these days so in order to relocalise food production often you have to recreate the whole infrastructure as well for selling food so the second day we're going to very much focus on economics, making a good income, relocalising your selling methods and also looking at ways in which people, other people are doing that. And we're going to be looking at lots of case studies as well of people all over the country that have been setting these systems up. What, what do you hope that people will leave the course with? What will they get out of it? Okay, I hope that people will leave the course with a sense of optimism, a clear sense of the issues that their farm is going to have to be coping with, a sense of direction, so we're signposting as a key part of the course as to where they would need to go next to pick up the next bit of information they need. Networks, plugging them into networks so that they... Um, can start to feel that there are other people out there doing the same things as as, as them and where to, to go and 
look at other places and so, so it's just the beginning really the beginning of a journey the idea of, of uh, organic farming has been out there for a while food production you know, yeah. since the 30s or whatever and the notion of sustainable agriculture and permaculture and stuff what does what does the concept of resilience add into how we think about food systems that maybe wasn't there in the previous mm. approaches um, well with, with organic biodynamic and permaculture methods I, I'm classing all of those as as different aspects of resilience uh, because because of their low carbon footprint. Um, but many um, organic farms, in particular, don't. A lot of them do, but not all of them um, have relocalised their food supply. So the idea with the resilient a resilience system is that you can pick and choose bits from all of those different methods to 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 find your own to suit to suit yourself and in fact it wouldn't even need to be registered organic or permaculture or biodynamic but we can pick and choose bits from those methods that are out there and established to create systems that work for ourselves and how vital in terms of in terms of transition working properly how vital is it that we really get the food systems part of it sorted out personally (laughs) i think it's i think it's uh key because of course we all need to eat and I think the last 18 months has been a bit of a wake-up call for lots of growers because it's the the weather that we have had has been um, very detrimental to food production so all of the farmers and growers I know have had a really disastrous year so personally in my farm we produce 15% of the fruit that we normally produce and then leading into this year, we're about a month late. So it's very, very difficult growing conditions. And, um, you know, productivity across the board has been down. So it's been quite shocking, I think, for everybody and very difficult economically to survive that. And I think a lot of us have managed because we're talking to our customers on a weekly basis. And so they begin to understand, what, you know, the, those, those, sorts of, those sorts of problems. So the National Farmers Union were in the news this morning saying... Mm. That, uh, that because of the weather, then then farmers needed more uh, needed more support, which mm. presumably for them meant more sort of uh, subsidy and support yes. in that kind of way. There wasn't yeah. any talk of rethinking what farming does or of rethinking mm. farming's contribution in terms of of, 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 of carbon emissions, mm. which which I thought was really interesting in terms of actually that that's mm. the response. Whereas it seems like the, what you're talking about is very proactively responding to this in terms of changing the practices that underpin um, agriculture mm. well I, th- I think there's a there's a practical food production method in 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 that you actually uh, need to spread your risk you know so people are f- farmers and, and growers are trialing new varieties and spreading you know spreading the season a lot more and experimenting a lot more to cover the these bizarre weather conditions we're having. One of the case studies that um, I interviewed last week, um, Joanne, the low-carbon farm in Ipswich, she actually, her customers pay £10 a week for their for their vegetables. Last year, she actually didn't supply them with any vegetables for about four weeks, but they still had to pay, and she explained that to them. So it's very much about also passing that information on to the consumer so that they understand and they're part of that risk as well. So there still is food to eat, but it's not the food that we've become accustomed to eating all year round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it gets, you know, it's getting a bit thin on the ground for vegetables in the hungry gap. So I think also for the farmer, the food producer, actually the stress of carrying that, if the customer is more aware the consumer is more aware of it and are happy to pay you know a little bit money or, or a little bit extra money or even 
pay for nothing to support the farmer, then that helps a lot. Not not just financially, but also I think psychologically, <laughs> because you you know the, it's very stressful if you've you know if your if your crops are a month late and you've got no income. So the course, the first running of it is in September, but your hope is then that it will be run on a regular basis on, in different locations around the country? That, that's, that would be my aim, yes. That would be my aim to, um, to run it with different emphases in different parts of the country, yeah, so depending on what farm we decided to run it on.